Hey everyone, I'm Christoph. And I'm Emily. And welcome to our podcast, Till Death Do Your Part. We're so excited to share our journey with you as we navigate through all that life has given us in our marriage. That's right, Em. We know when you get married, you say those famous words, Till Death Do Us Part. But what do you do when life hits you and you realize the easiest part was saying those five words at the altar? Our hope with this podcast is to share useful tips and insights that we've gained along the way, both the good and the bad, to help you face anything head-on in your own marriage. And most importantly, our prayer is that we glorify Jesus along the way because, let's face it, we wouldn't be here today without His guidance. So if you're ready to join us on this journey, hit that subscribe button. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Emily. And it's Kristoff. Welcome to episode six of the Till Death Do Your Part podcast. Yep, this is the last of this season. Yes, it is. Today we are tackling infertility. Something we know all too well. Yes, we unfortunately know personally what it's like <laughs> to navigate through years of infertility. And thankfully, our story ended into healthy pregnancies mm-hmm. with minimal invasion from like a doctor. But yeah, no, no IVF. need for IVF, no. no anything. But today we just wanted to talk about our story and how uh, just a little bit of what we went through and then how we navigated through it because we know that it can take an emotional toll on both of you as well as physical on the wife or, you know, like losing pregnancies or any medical intervention that has to be done. So we just wanted to talk about um, our story and then a little about how we navigated it so we can give helpful tips on how to Yeah, navigate is such like a good word because when you're going through the infertility journey you feel so lost and just yes. helpless and everybody's story and journey is different it's, all it's different. very unique because nobody's infertility is the same it always has different factors into yeah. why it's happening or why you're going through it or it may not even have a reason for happening you you don't ever get answers that was us it started out that i was not ovulating strong enough but then it ended up being just an unexplained infertility because then after i had jack i lost another pregnancy and it was like yeah secondary infertility after having it already and also it's a it's an issue that is not covered by medical insurance. So it's not like most of the stuff is yeah. like testing and stuff. So there's like that. no answers unless you have money. Yeah, we did not. And you know we what? You want to have a child so bad, but yeah. you know, you don't have tens of thousands of dollars for IVF or, yeah. or, you know, you may not even need IVF. It's just not happening for you. Right. And IVF maybe isn't the route for you. But then the tests, like the more less invasive and cheaper tests yeah. are still very expensive. And I don't think we ever learn that like younger in health class in school or whatever about how hard it is to become pregnant. You know, getting pregnant is such a miracle in itself. I don't know if you've ever watched the videos on YouTube of like the sperm and the egg meeting, but it's absolutely incredible yeah. that there's a million of sperm and only one. It takes one to just, you know, to get, fertilize an egg. But it is, it's truly a miracle and an act of God for every single person to get pregnant. That's why we're so passionate about like abortion because, or not getting abortions because we know how precious life is and Mm -hmm. how important. And that there's families out there that want a child so badly. And, and, you know, unfortunately they end up with the answer that it's not a possibility for them. Yes. Um, And I always thought it was super easy to get pregnant just because all these like TV shows like. 16 and pregnant or yes all or these people like are just these people pregnant. in high school are yeah. pregnant and it's like oh pregnancy is so easy you know you have sex and then boom, you're pregnant kid. boom 
and then but that was not. Then we get reality. married and we're like, let's try to have a kid. We were 18 when we got married and we started trying immediately. Which, which you know, I'm thankful we didn't end up yes, having a kid. Me too. I was going to say that I'm grateful that it didn't happen as soon as it did because we were not ready. Yeah, we weren't ready. And this just is like the epitome of God's timing is perfect timing. Because yes. if we had had a child at 18, we probably wouldn't be here today. Yes. And so we um, got And we'd have a young. freaking eight-year-old, nine-year-old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, what? So the first time we got pregnant was in 2016. It was um, two years after we had gotten married. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember because we were at Thanksgiving with my dad and my dad makes fried turkey and I love his fried turkey. But for some reason, there's that guy again. Oh my goodness. Sorry. There's a guy He's riding horrible. a bicycle. Sorry. He's hilarious. He is very funny. He's homeless um, and he likes to yell a lot. It's, it's it, hilarious. It's interesting. <laughs> I've seen him three times now. Um, <laughs> sorry, squirrel. Anyways, and I love his turkey, but this day in particular, I wanted, like, I made my Thanksgiving plate. Oh, Emily and it was, was putting like, some food. It down. was a mound. <laughs> and everybody was like, Emily, why are you eating? Why are you so hungry? What is going I mean, it just isn't. I'm not a big person, so I even thought it was weird. I'm like, why is there, like, so much food on my plate? So I end up eating, and I think I ate every bit of it, actually. Oh, I'm sure. So then we go home that night, and I don't know what possessed me to take a pregnancy test, but I was like, I think I should test. Well, you were like the queen of taking pregnancy tests when you probably shouldn't. Yes, you but know? this night, I was like, I need to. And I did, and I, it was positive, and we were pregnant, and we were so excited. I was, oh, I remember crying. I was like, yeah, you finally. called your dad crying. You were I like, was like Yay. so excited because we had been trying forever, and then like, I mean, it was like two years. It wasn't that long. It takes. It felt way it takes longer. The average like adult female or in male couple to get one year of trying before they actually. And we figured get this pregnant. out through infertility. Yes. We were like, why? Why? Why is why? it not working? So then, um. That was like, I was four weeks pregnant, you know, right when you find out. And then I ended up losing the baby at five weeks and three days. And I started spotting and it was horrific. Like that is one of the worst feelings that I think anyone yeah. can go through is losing a baby, especially one that you want so bad. That was very emotional for me. Yeah, I can still remember those feelings and I'm grateful that I don't have to do that anymore. Um, but it was very, very hard. And so... We went through the motions of losing the baby, and then we continued to try again. And it wasn't until 2018, right? Oh, no. Yeah. We ended up losing another baby in 2017. We did. we did. It was never confirmed at the doctor, but... um, This was the reason for us just quitting. We were like, we're done. Yeah, we're like, forget this. So I got pregnant again. I know, I without a doubt in my mind, you cannot convince me otherwise. And then I <laughs> lose, lose that baby. And then we were like, you know what? It's not even worth this trying. This is it. Let's take a break. Let's, Let's just, calm down. You know, they always tell you, you know, when you're not thinking about it and not trying is when it happens, which is like the dumbest thing ever. But that's what they tell you. <laughs> and we booked a cruise with the family. Yes, and- we booked a cruise for February of the next year. And um, we were so excited to just chill. And next thing you know... Like, February 9th boom. comes around. Pregnant. I'm pregnant. I took a test while he was gone for the military. And um, I don't know why I took a test, to be honest. I can't really quite remember. I what, don't know either. Like, and I was in formation it. whenever you sent me the text and I showed Rams. I remember showing Ramsey. And he was like, what? Like, yeah, let's go. I, don't know. I was like, what in the heck? And he was it. like, how that happened? I'm like, I don't know, Christoph. I'm freaking out <laughs> right now. 
And so it's like nine o'clock at night. I drove all the way to my mom's house for whatever reason. I was like, I just got to drive somewhere. So I just like drove. I was so excited. And then I You can do that when you don't have kids. You know, you can just up and leave. Do whatever you want. So then a little bit later, I started spawning. And so then that just, when you have a miscarriage, any pregnancy after a miscarriage is absolutely terrifying. terrifying. Every Even if everything's going good, you're just walking on eggshells. Every time you go to the bathroom, you're checking for blood every single time. Mm -hmm. And that was what I was doing. And so then, of course, they told me it was a threatened miscarriage and, you know, there was nothing that they could do at that point. Yeah. Um, you just have to pray. Pray and hope for the And best. I probably never prayed harder in my life than in those situations. Yeah. I mean, even the ones that we had lost. And, you know, I'm like, why? Why is this happening? And I didn't, I don't think I ever received answers. You know, sometimes we don't get answers. Uh, but then my, my I did get my answer. It was not in my timing, but I got Jack. Yeah, and you know, then of course my pregnancy progresses. Everything was fine, and we had Jack in 2018. But it's like if I would have had those babies that I lost before, our life would be so different. And as much as I would have loved those children just the same as I loved Jack, we wouldn't have Jack. We wouldn't have Jack. And and he so, is the perfect boy he is the sweetest best thing and i know everyone thinks that about their kids but truly jack is special and so we just i know why we went through those hurts because if without yeah. those hurts we would not have jack yeah, and god's, jack is, god's timing is perfect timing. i just say it over and over and over because that's how grateful i am for that boy yeah and you know a lot of the times when you have miscarriages it's because there's some type of um mess up in the baby's dna so our children could have came out with some type of you know illness or disease that would have threatened their life that we or may not have been prepared, prepared or handle. suited to handle yes and, and so god knew that those things obviously he knew what was best but i truly believe that he knew what was best because he knew that we needed jack yeah and so jack came and he was the best thing ever he was our light you know light and the world and he was just perfect and <laughs> i remember just, holding him for the first time because yeah. i was like oh that was a mess you know just having a kid i we weren't sleeping we were like i was freaking out yeah. and i'm holding this baby and i'm looking at him and i literally think holy crap <laughs> this is mine like yeah, look at you know they swallowed them all up and all you can see is a little tiny little head little faces. and jack was so tiny and i'm just looking at him and his Little dark eyes, and he's like squinting. You know his little he eyebrow thing he does when he was born. You know his little eyebrow thing he still does when he's trying to focus. Yeah. He was doing that, and I was like, "He's looking at you like it's going." Like, Holy on. crap! That's so. This funny. is mine. Yeah. And it just it was a moment of realization, like it all came to fruition, that I finally had the child that that I felt I was promised. Yeah, and we had like this, you know, long, terrifying pregnancy of always worrying if we were going to lose that always baby, worrying. and then there it is. Like, it's just so perfect. And that was part of why we never went on dates because he was just everything to us. And we didn't want to miss a single second with him because of the fact that we had went through so many losses. Yeah. We were so content with, you know, with just Jack for a while. And I was at a point where I didn't want any more kids. I didn't want to go through the mental or the physical um, effects of having another miscarriage. And I wanted one. I didn't want any more kids. Like he was fine. That was it. And then I think we came to the conclusion, like, let's try to have one more. Well, Christoph wanted one more. I, did, I wanted like eight more. I truly didn't want any more kids. And I would be fine with never having, I would have never had any more kids and been fine. I love yeah. Quinn to death, but I was fine with no more. 
And so I, we went ahead and had another one. I told him if we're going to get pregnant again, we need to do it when they're close. I didn't want kids like six years. Yeah. Apart. So we needed to do it. We need know. to go ahead. And I got my birth control taken out in December and I found out I was pregnant in February. That was my Christmas gift. Literally. <laughs> I found out I was pregnant in February. And so we spent four years, two pregnancy losses to get Jack and we got pregnant in two months. And I was like, what in the Holy world? Holy cow. How in the world this happened? And then of course, ended up being a potential molar pregnancy. I had to have a DNC on Valentine's on Day. On Valentine's Day. And, favorite holiday, by the way. Yeah. And Emily's then I favorite. ended up getting pre- I never had another cycle in between and I ended up getting pregnant in April with Quinn and that you know y'all have heard my depression stories so you know that that was not good or easy so that pregnancy was absolutely atrocious mm-hmm. and you were worried the whole time because oh my you know gosh, we had this perfect we had this perfect child yeah. you get pregnant again and you lose it and you're like what the heck yeah so then you get pregnant again and you're like okay am I gonna well, lose this you know one? and this yeah. was our last time no matter what no matter what the outcome was we were done yeah i wasn't doing it again because i don't think that anyone really can truly realize or understand the mental effects it causes and the strain and that the it stra- just weighs and, you down until you're actually doing it yeah and so it's easy to say oh just try again but when you go through the mental you know like all of that when losing a baby and then not in the matter like the physical side of that yeah. it's hard on the physical side it's like it just kills the intimacy sex becomes a chore almost like you're just trying to get pregnant because you're like well we we want to have a baby so badly and then it just it strips sex of its like desire almost it's just another household chore trying to produce a child and that was one of our actually one of our talking points is the lack of intimacy when you're scheduling it because when you go through um like infertility and you're trying to get pregnant yeah you do schedule intercourse like it's okay to schedule it you know whenever you really need it but whenever you're trying to have a child and you're dealing with infertility it's a different it's a different animal you know it takes two days for the sperm to reach yeah you're doing a lot of research and so you only do it every other day but then you know oh it lives in your system for five days you know all the numbers and everything it's crazy i mean seriously like you're the sperm can live in you for five days and so if you do it you know five days before and five days after you're probably going to hit that ovulation mark but then we were doing that month after month after month and it wasn't happening. So then it was like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with me? And then you start butting heads because you think something's wrong yeah. with the other person. Why are we not getting pregnant? Why, you know, are we um, always losing babies? And it made intercourse and like it it just, just undesirable. It wasn't it was fun. Not... It was like, hey, let's get it over with again. Yeah, let's because... go ahead and get this knocked out so yes. we can have a baby. Yes. And so that's what we spent a lot of the beginning of our uh, marriage doing was. Yeah just trying to get it done just to get pregnant and it did take away a lot of the intimacy yeah so if you're a young couple you know newly married i I would just encourage you guys to just enjoy each other and you and you hear this all the time so many couples that get married and they're like instantly pregnant and we used to think oh that that was such a stupid thing to listen to like no, yeah. you want to have a child, you have a child, whatever. Yeah. We'll enjoy each other. Because we started trying very mm-hmm. early. But but now... we are very passionate about like learning how to be a married couple without kids. Because I find myself after, like at least after the cruise and even more now today, and he doesn't like when I say this, but I find myself not resenting my kids because I love them to death, but I feel like trying to have them for so long and from the very beginning 
took away a lot of time that we had with each other. And so then when we get times like today recording this or last night without them and going to crumble or going on a cruise, I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss you. And I I wish it could just be us again. But we wasted so much time and energy into like trying to get pregnant all the time that instead of just enjoying each other i wish that we would have taken at least two years to like enjoy each other just be married not wanting kids no stress and you know what if you end up that's what i would have if you end up pregnant during it you know cool cool but you you intentionally enjoyed each other yes and i and i think if we could go back i think that's one thing we probably would have done yeah just intentionally enjoy each other yes 100 percent. you know one of the big things about infertility that gets kind of left out is men yes you know because men are losing a child too but they're not the ones that are physically going through it so they kind of get forgotten and I think that the woman, in a way, is a little bit more important in that aspect because yeah. your body is the one taking the toll. And it's going through some things. Their like... act in it is um, the fun part. Our act in it is the growing the child and potentially losing and going through all the pains yeah. of that. But men emotionally, need a... they're just as in tune. And men need yeah. a time to grieve and their feelings need to be acknowledged. And, and someone needs to comfort them, too. Yes. Because there was a lot of times where I just felt alone yeah. like and i just i sit and realize like i just lost a child that i had already loved so much and yeah and i i saw its heartbeat and i was so grateful and i was excited and it just got crushed in an instant and yeah. i have to be there for you and i have to take care of you but then my feelings were just thrown to the side and just forgot not intentionally no like it no, just it happened because fault. he felt like he had to be the strong one you, and you do you do because your your wife needs you but then this we is... forget that men are going through yeah. it too. so you are losing family members too. like in-laws parents just calling you to need check on the, the to mom. check on the man yeah the dad you need too. to check on the dad he he needs that support mm-hmm. you know because i i didn't i didn't feel like i had received that and and you know what? We made it through it, and and everything's okay. But yeah, because now my tubes are removed, one hundred percent. I had an ablation, so yeah, we're done having kids, one hundred percent. Unless oh you know, one day not... Emily gets on the adoption train. I'm on. <laughs> Do not let us know if you have a kid up for adoption. I'm not taking. <laughs> no, it. hit my DMs, please. I'll take. No, it. <laughs> um, but you know, let's talk about a positive that comes out of um, infertility. The one biggest positive is how much more we feel like we love our children. Not that we love our kids more than you love your children, but the love we have for our kids, the patience we have for our kids Mm -hmm. is so much greater and so much more raw and like real because we wanted them so bad and we know what it was like to lose babies and to have a life without them. And we are so grateful that we actually have them Mm -hmm. because we know how much of a miracle it is that they're here. And because of my really rough childhood and the lack of love in my home, I think God allowed me to go through these, these stints of infertility and, and child loss because on top of how much I already love my children, mm-hmm. I love them 10 times over because I I know what it's like to not feel loved. And now I know what it's like to experience child loss. Yeah. And the love I have for the kids is, I, I've never felt anything like it. And I, I tend to think like the way I look at my children, I think God looks at me. Probably. I think that all the time. I'm like, man, that is just insane. Yeah, it's like a love that you can't explain. I, you can't. There's no and like words just for it. Feeling it is just like 
it's so weird how like I just look at the kids and I just kiss them to death and they can't stand it. There like, used to be I a time when we had so dragon much. I can't. Eat, I just want to like bite you. <laughs> you remember how much I used to just kiss Jack's head? You're like, calm down. Yes, I've kissed the kids so much. <laughs> I know, and I do it now, and I kiss him on the cheek. And oh, like, when he was a little baby, out. I'd just be like. Yeah. Like, I just kiss him and kiss him. You know, it's funny. I just, I'm thinking about Quinn yesterday telling you, ew. Oh, I know. I tried to give her a kiss. She's, but she's it was because I had some drink in my mustache. She's like, ew. And then she wouldn't, I was like, okay, I'll wipe she it. She ew, it's because the chicken. Because <laughs> I was eating chicken nuggets. It's this chicken. It's she's the, like, ew, it's the chicken. It's the chicken. <laughs> On your mustache was getting her. That's so cute. I was like, it's that not chicken, baby girl. It's not chicken. So um, one of the things that we think that we could share that would help you if if you were going through this, you find yourself, you know, have experiencing loss or having a trouble getting pregnant is to find a supportive group. Yeah. For me in particular, I found Instagram at the trying to conceive pages. Oh, yeah. And I there's like a whole community. That, it's like a huge know, community of people that you're taking ovulation. What do they usually put in the their pregnancy. in their uh, username? It's like TTC. Yeah, trying to conceive. Yeah. So, I mean, there's tons of pages. Yeah, just look up TTC and you'll find many of women that are going through the same thing. You might find people that your cycles link up and you're taking yeah. a pregnancy test at the same time or ovulation test. Find someone in your family or your friend group because I can assure you there's more than you realize that you have lost pregnancy. You know, yeah, you can we, message us too. Emily, if, if you're a man and you want a man's perspective on how to deal with it, you can message me, my personal account, the, the podcast account on Instagram. You can message Emily if you need support. We or... are well versed. Like more, I'm more well versed than you, like an average person, because I'm. I don't know. I just like the studying part of it. I don't know why. Yeah, that's but, probably the, like the only thing you do study in your life. Yeah, is like trying yeah. to conceive and how long sperm lives in your body. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, and if you're a man and and you don't know how to care for your for your wife, I would encourage you just message Emily. Um, she can give you a lot of great tips on on how you should care for a woman or what a woman needs. In that time. But more people in your friend group and your family, I can assure you have had miscarriages and you realize. I it's something that just kinda goes unspoken. It's Not a lot taboo. of people talk like, about it. I yeah. feel like people never really talked about yeah. it. And we've always been open about it because very open because and you would life be open is important and... to us from the second it is conceived. Yeah. We don't care if that baby dies in a week. We don't care if the pregnancy never goes to fruit. It's like, hurtful. It it, yes. it needs to be grieved. Yeah. I mean, it's just the and way it can we be see grieved. It. No matter what. Yeah. Even if it's only in your belly for a week, it is still a baby. And, and I, it's still important. I feel like you being open about your infertility, like you've received messages of Many people. Many of messages like, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Yes. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Once again, everything that we talk about, we are so passionate about. And we believe talking about it and working through it and teaching other people how to work through it can build lasting marriages. And then... um one of the biggest things I think, though, that can cause like some ill feelings is that when you do reach out to people, depending on if you reached out to the right person or not, is the comments like, um, you know, it'll happen when the time is right or just relax and then it'll yeah. happen, you know, just yeah, stop thinking to, about it. It's important to reach out to the right people. But when you if, do reach out to the people, though, that don't necessarily know because it's one of those things yeah. that you really understand it when you are going through it more than like someone else. People have good intentions and as hurtful as it is to hear some things and is like, I can't believe you just said that to me. Most people have good intentions. Don't feel. They just don't know what to say because yeah, they've never no, felt yeah, that. Yeah. They either one of like my mom never felt it. She never knew what to say to me. She would say, I'm sorry and I'm there for you, but she never knew what to say because she had never, ever went through it. Yeah. And so it, you know, sometimes could even feel like maybe someone wasn't there for me because they, you know, didn't 
know they what they just it, don't know. They just didn't understand. But also understanding that people that haven't been through it, they don't mean wrong when they say the things that they do. It's a hard thing to to conceptualize because you you want to be there for the person, but you don't know what to say. Yes. Because so you also don't want to say the mind. wrong thing. Yeah, like the just relax, it'll happen, you know, when the time's right, that kind of comes off a little Yeah. Or yucky, you know you go But they to... don't mean that bad and you have to understand that people are coming from a good place and so you can't take too many things personal or to yeah. heart because nine times out of ten they don't mean it the way it sounds or you go to like a family gathering like oh when do you plan on having kids and and people get so mad can we normalize not asking people when they're having kids because you never know well i don't think that anyone ever means that wrong yeah they don't and especially if you aren't open about if you're very private or you're just not open about your struggles how is Granny Sue going to know that you already have three miscarriages yeah. if you don't ever tell Granny Sue? And you know what? And she I may have dealt that, with it. I don't think that there's anything wrong with someone saying, hey, when are you going to have kids? Yeah, it might hurt a little if you're struggling to get pregnant, but all you have to say is it's come a little harder for us to get pregnant, but we're trying. That's all you have yeah. to say. You don't have to be like, why would you ask that? That's rude. Well, yeah, no one, no one's rude. meaning ill intention, and I think it's good to just to teach people like the other side of it because we've we've been there where we get mad and then we're like you know what they don't they don't know what we're going through we're not sharing it with them and and, you know they they just they're excited to see our family grow just like we are yes and they don't mean any bad things yeah um but you know infertility is hard again it's a very personal journey to every marriage every couple and you know i know a lot of people don't talk about it it's you know unspoken sometimes but just know that every baby is important and there is nothing wrong with celebrating pregnancies as early as you find out. There's yeah. no, now do you need to be prepared to be the bearer of bad news when something goes wrong? Potentially. Yes. But yep. you know, it, every baby in life is important and I know infertility is hard. I mean, super hard. We've been there too many times to count, but I am you know grateful to be on this side of it. Yeah, we we made it. We got our two beautiful children. And I thought you that's what I always told him. We have two perfect kids. Or even at the time, I have we have one perfect kid with nothing wrong with him. He's super smart. Why would we ruin that with another child? I always <laughs> said that. And now I'm grateful for Quinn and but she has rocked our world. And I tell people if we would have had her oh, first, too, we would have had never yeah, had we, another one because we wouldn't she, have had enough oh willpower God. to do it. She is really that, that girl's gonna wear me thin. Yeah, she's a handful. But I just want to pray for all the couples that are struggling with this 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 beast, and it's so hard to navigate. Um, and we hope you reach out as well. We um, we're never too busy to talk. We've said this before. We're never too busy to talk, and if we don't respond immediately, we will respond. We will get but there. Yeah. Even like if you just need an avenue to vent, just to talk about it. You have any questions? I am a knowledge nook for infertility. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a library. Yeah. So, oh, you need to know how long it takes for sperm to rebuild. (laughs) I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. Just kidding. All right. Dear God, thank you for this time together. Thank you for this podcast. I ask that you continue to do your work through it, Lord. And I want to pray for all the families that endure infertility. I pray they find your guidance and, and realize that your timing is perfect timing, Lord just as me and Emily have. Thank you for our two beautiful children, and I know that you are going to do amazing works in all these families' lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yay.